Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. <laughs> Welcome to the Coach's Cup. I'm Sonia Green, soniagreencoaching.com. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm a coach with the No BS program. No BS weight loss program. Green Crabtree, losing 100. Yeah. All right. Well, in case you can't tell in big, bold letters behind Judith, <laughs> today we are talking about shame. Mm. And, you know, this has been on our list, on our podcast list for a while, and we would refer to it. I think we've referred to it a couple of times in other episodes that we <laughs> needed to have a podcast on it. We certainly talk about it in our own time. It's something that comes up all the time in our coaching. Mm -hmm. um, so today we are devoting the time to talking about shame because as a society, as a culture, we are so good mm. at carrying it around and letting it weigh us down. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, some light, airy conversation this morning for your Thursday morning commute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and why that, is that? Why, why do we carry shame? <laughs> why do we carry shame? Mm -hmm. That's, you know. We have been, I guess, it's been used for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have examples of shame historically from hundreds and, and thousands of years ago mm -hmm. that it was used in, in communities. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so we are, our brains are very attuned to the feeling of shame. And as far as when you think about feelings that cause you pain I mean that's right at the top right it's the I cannot think of a worse feeling <laughs> like truly yeah it's the truth I mean that you know Brene Brown has made her career mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on studying shame right. because and it's kind of amazing that it took somebody this long to want to dig into it I think that even speaks to Right. The taboo of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. No one talked about it until. No. no. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today. Thanks to her work. Um, we know so much more about it. And one of the things that we know is when you start shining a light on shame. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't survive as well. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean there's no more work to do it. We just say it and it's gone. <laughs> Full disclosure, Sonia and I had private conversations before, <laughs> before, before this podcast, <laughs> deciding how deep were we going to go. Yeah. Because of the, the nature of the topic and we both have pulled back. <laughs> we're not quite. <laughs> yeah. You know, sharing the... Both of us have experienced shame. For episode 100, maybe we'll, maybe. we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to, to what our shame spirals were caused by. I mean, there's one I could talk around that might be easier than the other, but, you know, that just goes to show, I, I will talk about anything, but do I really want it out there? Am I quite ready to like oh, right. podcast it out there into the world? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah. I'll talk about it to my friends and I'll yeah. share with my clients on a private level. Um, but <clears throat> not, Oh, 
Couldn't hear you. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah, you've got a little. Huh. Interesting. Well, I'm yep, sorry. About okay. 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 Um, so when, when we're, yeah, what I was thinking of when, when, when you were talking about that, you know, shining a flashlight versus like the bat signal. <laughs> it's hovering above your house, the bat. Yeah. 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 So we're talking today, we're going to talk about flashlight level, which, mm-hmm. you know, that that's important because shame has been used as a way I guess that's this is what we were were starting to talk about in the beginning as a way to control members of a community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it kept you in line yes it kept you with your herd your pack Mm -hmm. and because um, nobody wants to be shamed out of the community we'll just, we'll just scare you straight. We'll scare you, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't mean that. And uh, I mean that in terms of if you're, if you're doing something wrong, then you must be bad and we're going to scare you good. Right now. Listen, so we're clear. Behavior. Just, just so we're clear is it, it's the thought. Yes. That the individual has that what they have done, that they are bad. Yeah that creates the shame. Well, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's exacerbated by the thought of the group that you're in. Correct. So um, if you are, you know, think about elementary school teachers and listen, folks, if you are an elementary school teacher, I, you have all of my respect because I don't know how you do what you do. (laughs) Um, I have one seven-year-old and, you know, I feel, I feel a lot of shame sometimes about the way I parent him, but you know, one of, one of the things because of a personal experience in my life with my first grade teacher, um, I often think about, she shamed me publicly for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason it had, I know now it had more to do with her. It didn't really have to do with me. I was just who, who it ended up, who ended up getting blamed, um, for her inadequacies, but, you know, she used shame to make me behave in a way that she wanted me to behave. And so, yeah, she would, you know, you're bad. And I would easily accept that. Oh, I'm bad. Hmm. Not that my behavior wasn't appropriate. And I do think that's where, you know, elementary teachers today are very good at separating the behavior, I think, from um, from the moral distinction mm-hmm. of you're bad versus your action was bad. Yeah. And ultimately, that's where it comes from. You know, it's it's not ingrained in who we are. It's an action. We had a thought which created a feeling and that feeling drove an action that now causes a shame. I'm just nodding in agreeance. Just yeah. my mind is traveling down some, down some paths. You know, and we do. We all carry a certain level of shame. Mm-hmm. for things. And I think the reason that that we wanted to talk about it today 
was to get you to start thinking about what, as our listeners, what is the thing that you're carrying around that's causing you shame? Because it is, it's just shame is a feeling. And it's a negative feeling. Mm -hmm. So what kind of action is it going to produce, Judith? Mm, Not, not, not the results you want. It's going to, it's going to end up in a negative somewhere, a behavior, another overeating, over drinking. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know, shame there's, it causes three types of behavior. Mm. It causes hiding. Mm -hmm. And usually if there's hiding, then we are shutting down and trying to numb that feeling. And we numb it, you know, people numb it with food, they numb it with alcohol, they numb it with, with um, drugs, they numb it with shopping, Yeah, just there are a variety of ways that they numb that pain, mm-hmm. trying to hide it. The other way is they push back against it. Mm. And you see this a lot. Um, I think it's easy to see in teenagers. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to push back against that because they don't know how to react. So they feel like they've been pushed into a corner with this feeling of shame. And they're just going to lash out. And then the third way, uh, and I think this is where you, you see people go with it. Sometimes they react to shame with this hyper sense of discipline. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, just do everything just right. I'm not gonna, um, Mm. and I'm gonna power my way through it or, you know, willpower my way through it, um, rather than facing it. All three are ways of trying to stop the pain without accepting and processing the pain. Mm. interesting willpowering your way through shame yeah well have you said i mean people do that um like one way that comes to mind is i see people go on a really strict exercise regime or a really strict diet you know i i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i am so ashamed my health is bad i'm gonna take care of this i deserve it's almost like (laughs) I deserve to be punished into good health. You know, they, so they want to exercise right. for hours every day and they only want to eat, you know, vegetables and water or, <laughs> I mean, you see, it's like this hyper sense of discipline yeah, that they're almost trying to do some kind of penance for whatever it is that they've done, you know, whether it's allowed themselves to gain weight or, or whatever. Or the, the judgment they've placed on their inability to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. And Which all of that cycle going. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, it, it, it's, it's funny. We've, we have laughingly talked about this before, but if you're, if you're hiding your shame and numbing, what does that create? It creates somebody who eats more <laughs> because <laughs> how do you numb? You numb with food. So I'm so ashamed I weigh this much. Now I'm going to go 
eat a bag right. of chips. Yep. To feel better, which guess what that does? <laughs> That's why we call it a shame spiral. We could have drawn a little tornado oh, thing. Well, here. I guess it gets bigger, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you going to oh. give us a spiral? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a shame spiral because we get started on it and it just keeps on. There's no end. Whether you're, whether you're trying to numb it and shut down, whether you're pushing back, it's just you are only going to get a negative result from, from shame. You're just going to keep attracting it. You're going to find evidence for the ways that you, yes. you are, that you are bad, that you are wrong. Yeah. I deserve this. I just start, I deserve this pain. Mm-hmm. I deserve not to be happy. Mm. And what we don't realize, and, and and by the way, you know, I we've used this for so long. If it worked, none of us would have bad behavior. None of us would make bad choices. But guess what? We're all still out there doing the things that we do. And trying to hide our shame or, you know, discipline ourselves into better behavior. So it doesn't work. Does it work? I mean, as it just does not work to keep people in line. Yeah. But we haven't figured out a better way to deal with it. So we just keep on doing it. Yeah. So I think the main thing I want to say today is we know it doesn't work. So, and we know that it's, that it's a feeling caused by a thought. So if you really want to serve yourself, what thought can you think instead? You know, I, I think, um, I think a lot about things that I've done in my past that have caused me shame and it's difficult to get outside of myself with that. Mm -hmm. So what I'll try to think is, you know, when I have friends who come to me with a problem, how do I react to them? I don't heap shame on them. Mm -hmm. I don't say, sheesh, you're really bad. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to revisit us being friends. I'm not sure that's good for me. <laughs> I don't do that. That's ridiculous. I have compassion for them. Mm -hmm. I have understanding, you know, I tell them it's, it's going to be okay. So I think the thing, the main thing I want people to understand is you need to be that person for yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to find a way to look at the situation, no matter how bad you think it is, no matter how much pain it has caused you, you need to look at that situation with some compassion. Right. I would offer that you know, when you're in, when you're feeling shame, 
that it is because of the self-judgment that you're Mm -hmm. placing on yourself and that what you're offering, because so many of us don't think of the compassion component because we are so involved in our story. Yeah. That, um, to ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And then from that place, drop in, how can I have some compassion for me in this moment? How could this be like the most human thing ever? Allow yourself to feel those feelings. Yeah. And I think if you are a perfectionist or if you call yourself a perfectionist, then um, what, what that basically means is that you're really good at using shame to try to direct your path. You know, did we do perfectionism? Mm, I don't, we've talked about it. I don't think we have a separate podcast on it. Maybe when you put that on the list. (laughs) I was, um, I don't know who I was listening to. I listened to a lot, um, but talking about perfectionism really stemming from fear. And so it's interesting to hear you say that about um, shame. Yeah. And perfectionism and fear, all those negative energy feelings. Because it's the fear of not being perfect and then the shame of not being perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just not, you know, we talk about sometimes arguing with reality. Folks, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. We all have fears. We all have shame. I think, I think we've said this before, but um, the more I, the longer I live and the more people I meet and the more people I coach, the more I realize we all are so similar. We are. And it's incredible how we, like, you can hear someone else, just like your example of dropping into compassion. If you were talking to your friend, you wouldn't shame them, but how we all put this upon ourselves. Yeah. And when we're listening to our clients, how we can just have that be that outside brain and just with fascination, just be like, wow. Yeah. What a, how predictable that we all these, all these feelings can be from a thought. Yeah. And so that, I mean, this should be really good news to you if you're listening to this Mm. or watching us, because it means that you have the power over it. Mm -hmm. You're giving your power to shame and you can decide not to do that. And, you know, um, usually the first step in that as uncomfortable as it can be is sharing it with somebody. Mm -hmm sharing it somehow maybe it's writing it in your journal maybe you've never even you have hidden it so deep that you've never even written about it and maybe that's the first step you take there's a lot of of power I know sometimes my clients probably get tired of hearing me talk about journaling but there's (laughs) so much power Mm -hmm. And getting it out of your brain, even on paper. So if it's something that you're not comfortable talking to another person about, if that's not even on the table, then put it on paper and then shred it, you know, 
burn it. Yeah. Throw it away. But the fact that you have pulled it out of your brain and said, I'm not going to hide this anymore. And you've written it down is an incredible release. It is. It is. I shared something. I, I got some coaching on something that I was carrying some shame about. And I remember her saying she had no clue. <laughs> well, maybe she did. She was like, you know, come on. Didn't we all do things as a kid we regret? Like, isn't that part of growing up? And I was like, in my brain, like it, all it took was sharing my story with someone else mm -hmm. and having that outside brain say that to me and me to question and see that it was just my own self-judgment around mm -hmm. my, around my story. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what it is, folks. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. You are not the first person. Yeah to behave in that way and it does not make you a bad person who needs to be separated from society because of your badness yeah let me give you that if if that helps at all because we have all done things I mean somewhere there's somebody there's probably 10,000 somebody's who have done what you've done yeah it doesn't mean you need to punish yourself. Punishing yourself doesn't help you be your best self. No. And there is, there is, there is healing in sharing. Yes. And, and moving through processing through shame. Yes. That you can find relief and come to a better, um, just a better awareness of how human you are. Yeah. And let's face it, if it's in the past, there's nothing you can do about it except decide that you're going to, I mean, you can either continue to hide and numb or continue to, you know, try to discipline yourself into being a better person, or you can start finding a way out of that and thinking, what did I learn from this? Right. How can I be compassionate? about those decisions how can i find some way to be a better person because of it and that's what we're all going for i think yeah better person all right anything else you want to say about shame <laughs> So before this podcast, I'm thinking about shame. I did go down the, I was like Garth Brooks and that song, Shameless. He's shameless. Like, what did that mean? What is he telling us in that song that he would do absolutely anything for that woman? Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's where my brain went. Like, what is this? So Garth was willing, or was he just willing to feel any feeling to be shameless? Huh. <laughs> so I, I will, I will make a confession here. I know that song, um, but I am not a country music person and I'm trying to access, like I know of the song, but I can't access the lyrics right now. <laughs> Sorry for all you country. He's a fool people. for her love. He's a fool for her love. And apparently huh. I can't quite think of the lyrics either, except for the, you know, the, the chorus. He's shameless. Yeah. 
And well, uh, you know, in the like, 90s, what a gift! Like he just gifted himself. <laughs> well, that you know, that's that's the thing about shame too. It, it usually doesn't happen in the moment. Um, <laughs> it's easy to be shameless in the moment. Yeah. It's that next morning that you're like <laughs> all the shame. <laughs> Maybe he has written a song since then, a follow-up. Uh, yeah. I'm a little sure. shame. <laughs> Not quite shameless. <laughs> I don't know. Just something to That's think funny. about when we move through to our day today. How could you yeah. be shameless? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> quite honestly, give give him some credit. You know, we should all be shameless. Yeah. Um. And that does not mean that we don't need to try to make good choices. Don't, don't hear right. me say Absolutely. that. Right, right, don't right, right. Say that. But we need to understand that we all do make bad yes. decisions at times. It's a learning. It's part of our learning. You know, we talked yeah. last week about failure leading to success. Mm-hmm. Those bad choices, those are our failures. And we can learn from them or we can hide and numb yeah. And, and if we do that, if you sit in shame, you're not going to learn anything. Yeah. So, so in that sense, we need to all be shameless. That is a really good wrap up, Sonia. I'm going to give you props for that. All right. Well, sometimes <laughs> I can pull it out at the end there, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, if you enjoy this podcast as much as we do, if that's possible then please go to iTunes or uh, our YouTube channel, the Coaches Cup podcast, and give us a five-star review. We would love to have that. We'd love to hear your comments. Be shameless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give us a (laughs) five-star. Garth, are you listening? I guess Garth uh, Garth probably doesn't listen. Um, but um, I saw Trisha in Kroger one day. So Did you really, I was going to say you're right there in Nashville area. Yeah, you yeah probably so your neighbors. Maybe she, uh, maybe she listens to us. They can give yeah. us a, a five star review. Yeah. But anyway, um, give us a five star review, and and we'd also love your comments on topics you want us to to talk about. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we just keep deciding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, Sonia. Bye-bye.